Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m., Central Standard Time, followed by Cell Life with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m., and Lota Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Psalmist Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPD Radio's open mic open to all pastors preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. 
Let's get it. Let's go. At Majow's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majow's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of Life. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weight of Life with Sister Diane LeBrand. Good evening, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon, depending on what part of the world that you are listening to, Victory Over the Weights of Life with yours truly, author and speaker, Diane Lubre. Once again, I want to thank you so much for being here. It is Tuesday again, and it is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope that you are still trusting in the Lord, knowing that he is faithful and he is well able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. As you uh, listen in, I'm asking that you share this broadcast. This is part two, part two, part two. Um, our guest, she was here uh, last week, week before last, and it was dying. Oh my! Okay, so we had to bring her back because she has so much to say, and she brings so much light, encouragement in the world of domestic violence. Uh, before we go any further, first of all, I want to let you guys know you can call in. And make a comment. You can call in and be a part of the show at 515-605-9873. That is 515-605-9873. Follow us right now on www.ttvradionetwork.com. That is T, Tom, P, Peter, V, Victory, Radionetwork.com. But before we go any farther, we cannot do anything without the Almighty God. So let us bow our heads in prayer as we seek the Lord and invite him 
into this program today. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you because you are God. We want to thank you because you are great and you are greatly to be praised. We want to thank you, God, because there is absolutely nobody like you nowhere. God, we can search the whole world over and we will never find another like you. You are the lover of our souls. You are the keeper of our hearts. You are the lifter up of our heads. And without your father, we would surely fail. And without your father, we have no life. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you right now, and we pray and we ask, first of all, God, that you forgive us of any and all sins. Lord, sins known, sins unknown. If we've caused anyone to stumble, if we've caused anyone to fall, Father, we repent right now. Give us the strength to completely turn away, do a 180 as we continue to seek your face. Lord, we invite you right now into this program. We pray, oh God, that you stretch out the nets, God, and draw from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Everyone, God, who needs to hear this testimony tonight, everybody, God, who thinks that they are alone in this world, all the people who are suffering, God, and they think there is no help, and they are alone, and nobody loves them. Father, tonight I pray that you open up the windows of heaven, and Father, let a bullhorn be blown over the universe. Let them know that Jesus Christ loves them. Let them know that the Almighty God is crazy about them. Let them know that Holy Spirit was always and will always be with them. Father, we invite you into the show right now. Lord, you have your way. God, you lead the way you want to. I thank you again, Father God, for the Newtons. Bless them, oh God. Meet every and all of their needs. Every program on the TPV radio network, Father, as we uplift your name as we speak what thus says the Lord and as we do as you say to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel give us the strength give us the boldness like Paul let us not quiver let us not rattle and shake but let us stand on the word of God and declare what thus says the Lord and God your name we praise your name we glorify your name we magnify and we thank you even now in the name of Jesus amen amen and amen praise ye the Lord amen amen I love to pray it's it's my thing you know God gives some people singing some people can paint some people some people can write poetry my thing is prayer you let me loose and I can do it just like breathing I love it I love it I love it praise God I thank God and I thank God for you and uh this is like this is the last Tuesday in the month of September, as we come into the next month, which is October. October is the month where we are, or let me say it like this, where they say Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It is the month where they shed light on domestic violence. But the truth of the matter is there are so many other organizations, so many other interests that are in the month of October, domestic violence, take a back seat 
and domestic violence, there are a lot of hurt and a lot of tragedy. There are a lot of lives that have been lost. There are a lot of lives that have been traumatized and destroyed. There are a lot of family that have been just totally wrecked because of domestic violence. And I say this and I will say it again. If you have never been in an abusive relationship, please, please, please keep your comments to yourself. Like your mama used to tell you, if you ain't got nothing good to say, just zip it. If you've never been there, you cannot understand. If you've never been there, it does not make sense. If you've never been there, you will look at victims as though we are weak, as though we cannot take care of ourselves. You will look at a victim and you'll say, you should just easily be able to walk in and out of there. But can I tell you something? Domestic violence is so much different looking from the outside in. So if you've never been in, you can comment, just comment to yourself in your head while you're throwing up in your own mouth. Is that okay? Let the church say amen, okay? So this is just how I feel about it. Let's just not speak on anything you don't know, okay? Because there are so many victims that are losing their life. As a matter of fact, these statistics tells us in America, not in the world, in America alone, there is one victim that dies every week. In America alone. Now, y'all know that's not true. I messed around and I looked at the statistics of the, the not Fort Worth, not any of the cities on the outskirts of, of, of the city of Dallas. I looked into the city of Dallas alone. And uh, the statistic they gave was like uh, 2017, 18, somewhere like that. And it averaged out one victim died every day for the entire year. This is just in the city of Dallas. This is not in Fort Worth. This is not in Garland. This is not in McKinney. This is not in Arlington. This is, this is just one city alone. Can you imagine what's happening in Houston? Can you imagine what's happening in San Antonio? Can you imagine what's happening in Lubbock? Can you imagine what's happening in Detroit? Can you imagine what's happening in these cities every day? One person, one victim dies every day. Every day. So there are mamas that are not allowed to watch their daughters grow up, and now they have to be mamas raising their grandchildren. There are, there are daughters and sons getting married, oh, no. and all they have to do is put a white rose in the seat where mama would sit because either daddy or boyfriend or somebody have killed them. But we don't say stuff like that. We are killing our own, okay? We are killing our, and when I say we are killing our own, I'm talking about human altogether, okay? Now, let me, let me just go there because, like, we always, we are so proud to say we are the most controversial Christian station there is. What other stations don't say, we say it. Okay, with that whole doggone Black Lives Matter, I have yet to see any protest about black men killing black women or black women killing black men, black men molesting black children or black women molesting black children. I have yet to see it, so stop it. Okay? It, 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 because that's the life too. Somebody lost their mama. That means, that means today, 
today somebody died from domestic violence, whether they were stabbed, whether they were suffocated, or whether they were put, whether there was a bullet put to their head or directly to their heart. So if we're going to say lives matter, the Bible tells us that God made man in his own image. When God made man, he did not specify which murder is murder. Okay, he just told us, thou shalt not kill. If you black, if you white, if you Hispanic, if you Asian, if you in the Middle East, if you in Asia, if you kill, it is a sin. Okay, it is a sin. So please don't come to us and give us this, this, this fragonaga bull and, and try to tell us only, y'all stop, okay? Just, just stop. Stop the nonsense. Just, just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. it. It ain't right. It ain't real. Okay, let me see some men and women treats wearing purple T-shirts, uh, holding up signs that says domestic violence is in our world. Let me see white men and white women holding up signs. Let me see Christians. Let me see Muslims. Let me see. Let me see whatever the religions are. Let me see you guys get in the streets. And said the lives of every victim of domestic violence matter. Amen. So let us let us let us be true. We are not to kill nobody. The Bible says that we must love our neighbors as ourselves. It doesn't matter who does the killing, it's wrong. It doesn't matter who is innocent, who is who is who is guilty. The Bible says it is a wrong, it is wrong, it is wrong. So if a white man kill a white a black man. It matters, but if a black man kill another black man, it ain't nothing. Ain't no protesting in Chicago. Ain't no protesting in the Virgin Islands. There are black men killing women in Chicago, black women killing black men in Chicago from domestic violence, and there's no protest. So if we're going to be true, let God be true and let every devil be a liar. Amen? So let us not, let us not talk this junk and make it seem like it's one thing. And the church, the church to be involved with this, with this foolishness, encouraging these crazy people to destroy property and deface the, the, the public bills. Stop it. God is not a God of all this confusion. He's a God of peace. And for me to hear a pastor on, on, on TV One encouraging the people to keep doing what you're doing, I can't follow you, bro, because that tells me the second commandment that God says, love your neighbor as yourself. You are not practicing it. And because you're not practicing it, I can't follow you. Now, this is my two cents. As you guys know, when I go in, I go in strong and I go in hard. If we going to do something... Let us do it to the best of our abilities. Let us do it in a Christ-centered way. Amen. Dr. Martin Luther King, he, he, did, he marched and he got changed. Okay? Not one time you saw Rosa Parks grab a, a, a can of spray paint and spray nobody. Not one time you saw Dr. Martin Luther King people took a brick and knocked anybody out. If we're going to do this, let's do it in Christ. Okay? If we're going to do this, 
Put on your purple shirt and say no more killing of domestic violence. Men and women, keep your hands to yourself. We will say stop molesting these kids. We will say stop raping these young boys and these young girls. Stop pedophilia. That's what the church is supposed to say. Stop the abortion. That's what we are supposed to say. But no, we make it something that is not of God. Domestic violence is in our church. It's in our pulpit. Amen. We preach on adultery. We preach on fornication. We preach on homosexuality. But you don't have no preaching of domestic abuse. You know why? Because the pastor, the man of God that you see in the pulpit is a demon behind closed doors. And I said it. My name is Diane Lubrin, and I approve that. You don't like it, talk to God. They are in the pulpit telling us what you ought to do. And when they get home, they're not doing it. There are pastors that are raping kids. There are pastors and leaders. I saw somebody send me something. I think it was in Atlanta or one of those states. The bishop and his son, the pastor of the church, 14-year-old girls, they are basically pimping them and running trains on them in the church. But we don't talk about that. This is is destroying the lives of these children. This is our up-and-coming futures. What's going to happen? These people who are victims will turn around some of them and become the ones who are victimizing the innocent. It has got to stop, and we have got to stand up. We have got to cry out and spare none because Jesus spoke about it. Suffer the little children to come unto me, and, and, and don't refuse them. Don't stop them from coming. What are they going to say? Where was God when I was being abused? Where was God when my daddy was raping me? Where was God when I had children by my daddy? Where was God? We're not going to speak on stuff like that, but it's happening every day. Every day. So let us go back into our closet and let us repent and let us come out and say, I did this, I turn away. This is what the word said. Let us stop being this whitewashed tomb on the inside. We are filled with corruption and everything nasty, but we look good on the outside. None of us is perfect. We all need Jesus, but let us not allow evil to reign in the church of God. Let us not allow evil to destroy the body of Christ. We are we are doing all this stupid foolishness and nobody is saying, I miss church. Where are the people on the side of the street saying, open our church door? Where are the people on the side of the street saying, Jesus says, where are the people on the side of the street saying, open our church door lest we die? None of that. But y'all want to come tell me some stupid foolishness? Man, please, you're talking to the wrong island girl. Wrong, 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 wrong island girl. If we're going to do this right, let's do it right. Let us preach about pedophilia. Let us preach about homosexuality. Let us preach about adultery. Let us preach about pastors beating on their wives. Let us preach about prophetesses and stuff being uh, uh, so broken down. They can't even hold their heads up. Do you know how many women have reached out to me who called off the wedding to the bishop and to the pastor and the apostles? Because in the pulpit, 
They are so well put together with their gaiters on. They're so well put together with their sweet-smelling cologne on. And when they get home, hell raises. Women have called off their, their weddings because the bishop was nasty, because the pastor was nasty, because the prophet that's giving everybody a word never got a word from the Lord that says to love your neighbor as yourself and to keep your hands to yourself. So how are you going to come tell me, God tell me this, that, and the other, and he ain't telling you about your wrong? You're telling the wrong person, baby, because I know my issues. And I go to God and I tell him, you got to fix this in me. I know my issues. Amen. So as we come into the month of October, this is our last Tuesday of September. And once September started, I was like, I had so many women reaching out to me who wanted to be on the show. And I said, you know what? I just start from September. We're going to do October. And if I'm still getting in November, then so be it. We're going to put it out there, and we're going to let victims who are locked away, let them know you can get out. You do not have to die in domestic violence. I don't want you to set your mind that you're going to die in that place. I want you to know that God called you to live. He came that you may have life and have life more abundantly, and living a life of domestic violence is not an abundant life. And we are here to speak what thus says the Lord. We are here to tell our testimony because the Bible tells us, Revelation tells us that we overcome by the blood and by the word of our testimony. As we continue to tell what God has done for us, the word that we speak is seed and it's going to reach somebody and it's going to get in their heart and God's love is going to begin to grow and abound and it will change and save their lives. Amen. So this is, again, my two plus two cents. So I don't gave you both cents for today. So, again, if you would like to be a part of our conversation, call us, 515-605-9873, 505-605-9873. Don't forget, tpvradionetwork.com. Uh, Brother Chris, can you hit us up with one song? Let me get me a sip of water and just... Calm down a little bit so I can bring our guests on in. Amen. Y'all stay here. Don't go nowhere. This is the right time for you to call and tell somebody, hey, that big mouth Christian woman, she is on talking about domestic violence. So you need to listen up. If you have a family member that is in an abusive relationship, if you have a friend, if you can share this, please share this. If you're listening on tpvradionetwork.com, Victory Over the Waste of Life, give me the thumbs up, hit the follow button, and then send it to somebody. Amen. Brother Chris, you're up. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of Life. With Sis Diane LeBrand. Right, right now on TPV Radio. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. Yeah. Just hold me down, no Just be my comforter 
stop from do that What if I'm comforting a Jesus That's right Mama teach me Always trust the God that have to shield me The devil always for the deceiver But me trust God and him not lie Just be my comforter It's a no question that me love for you All the goodness you perform, yeah Just hold me down, no Just be my comforter It's a no question that me love for you Over the weights of life, over the weights of war, with sis Diane LeBrand, right now on TPV Radio. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. Thank you again. You are here listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. I just want to say welcome to you, whatever part of the world that you're in. I know we are in South Africa. South Africa, how are you? We are in Nigeria. We are in Canada. We are in South America. So wherever you're listening to, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us tonight. Don't forget, you can be a part of the show by simply going to tpvradionetwork.com. You can chat right there, or you can call us, 515-605-9873, Don't forget, if you call in, you don't have to give your name. Uh, now we are ready for our guest event. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, live live radio, y'all. Corona got us locked in. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, I live it. I live it. <laughs> That's my silly side coming out, y'all. Amen. But she was on 
week before last, and when I spoke to her before she got on the show, when I tell you my heart was broken, it was cracked, it was flipped, it was just totally destroyed because I know how much suffering there is in domestic violence, but sometimes the stories that you come across, not stories, the testimonies that that you come across, it makes you look at yourself and say, boy, my stuff was bad, but golly, that, that's worse than worse. Amen. And and when I spoke with her and I just felt my heart just broken, she came on. So I'm hoping tonight, uh, if you did not get to listen to us two weeks ago, if you can please go back on the show, go into the library. You can listen to that part, and then you can uh, listen to this part as well tonight. Please, again, I ask that you share. So we have our caller. She is waiting. Caller, welcome again. Thank you for being our guest on Victory Over the Weights of Life. How are you? Good night. I'm doing fine. And how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, last uh, two weeks ago when you were here, like I said, it was such a powerful show. And uh, you had so much to do, so much to say, so much to do, you know, that it was necessary that we brought you back because your testimony will inspire so, so many more victims to not give up, to not walk away, and definitely not throw in the towel. Can you kind of just go back and just give us a little bit more of how how the abuse started, and, and you can just go from there. I'll just let you have the mic. You can just go from there. Oh, hi. Good night, everyone. I'm not afraid to give my name because I have a domestic violence platform, and my name is out okay. there. My name is Andina McClary. I'm the founder of Bent Not Broken Inc. How that came about, um, I'm, a, I'm a domestic violence overcomer slash survivor. My domestic violence started, well, I, I actually, I saw him, but I was in a space in my life where I really wanted a companionship and he was everything. He's a he's my childhood boyfriend. So when he came, when he started contacting me again, it was like, oh my god, my heart was melted. Even though I was playing hard to get, my <laughs> heart was melted. And took him up. I took on all his baggages and all of his responsibilities. And it was okay because I was in a place in my life where my career was taking off and I was just going. I saw the drinking sign, the, the grabbing, the talk down food, all of that was, but I was just like, okay, it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's going to go away because, you know, I remember when my mom came out of the nursing home and we took her home, I had a a home, a little party for her, and I watched him drink and drink and drink. And my mom said to me, "Look at that, you know." And I was saying to myself, "It's a party, so mm-hmm. everyone is celebrating. So I am not going to just look, you know, on that and make it be a factor because everybody's having fun. 
Right, right. But then, but then the drinking got worse. Really worse to the point where he's gone four days drinking. He don't know how he he didn't know how he get home. People wow. have to be calling me, telling me to pick him up, and the smoking got worse, the hitting. It was mm. just to the point where I thought, is this ever going to end? You know? And I remember one, there were a lot of instances, but I remember one specific instance. I was 36 weeks old. My, my baby was 36 weeks. And it was a Sunday. He asked me for money to go for something to smoke and drink. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, no, I don't have any money. And he turned to me and he said, yes, you do. Can and you I turn up your I volume don't. a little bit? Can you turn up your volume a little bit? I've turned up my volume. I'm a little low. Can you turn yours up a little bit? Can you hear me now better? Yes, yes, ma'am, yes. Okay, I'm, and I said to him that Sunday, I have no money. He said, you're lying. And he said, you're not going to give me the money. And I said, no, I don't have no money. And next thing I remember, he bowed up his, his two hands and he punched me on both sides of my temple on my head. On my head. And then he took, my son had a huge fire truck and he took it and he slapped me in my head. I'm carrying your child. And then the only thing I remember was he my son kept crying and saying, Mama, please don't die. If you die, who's going to care for me? And next thing I opened up my eyes, there he was throwing water on me to wake me up. <clears throat> I was I was Because he bleeding. thought he killed you. Exactly. I was bleeding everywhere, and I decided, I remember he called his cousin, and she, she works in the medical field. And my face was all swollen, and she said to him, you can't take her to a doctor like that. You're going to go to jail. So the thing was to give me Tylenol. I mm. laid in the bed, and I remember taking the Tylenol, and I was in so much pain. I remember just laying there for days, for probably like two, two days, and I couldn't take it no more. I went to the hospital. I had a stillborn I had total placenta abruption. And I remember when I, I remember after the, you didn't come to the hospital in that one day, not one time, nothing. And I remember, like, probably like two weeks later, he was just going in again. And it just got so severe, severe, Hmm. the hitting. Hitting, and I remember one day he went on a band drinking for four days. Wait, 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 wait. The- I, wait, I, ne- I need you to say that again. How many days or how long were you out of the hospital after you lost the baby that he started hitting on you again? It was actually three days later. What? My God. And I remember he went on a band drinking for four days. Because every time he go by his aunt's house, he would come back for, he would come back, say his aunt stay, and his aunt stays, and his aunt, and his aunt, and his aunt, his aunt, and he just, and I always said to her, what kind of 
aunt are you? You know how your nephew is. Why are you right. always feeding him stuff? Next thing I know, four days, Ben's drinking. And I remember he when he came, his friends called me and he said, I need to send him an Uber. I said, no, I didn't send him nowhere. That was the wrong thing I did. Mm-hmm. When he came in, I never forgot. He beat me so bad. And I said to him, you have to leave. You have to get out. And he said, I'm not going nowhere because I'm going to kill you. Jesus. I'm going to kill you. And I and my my son keeps saying, Mama, Mama, please, Mama, please, come in my room, close the door. Dad said he's going to kill you. Close the door. Close the door. And my baby used to sleep and be so nervous. I remember hmm. after that beat that my son had basketball tryout. And as any proud parent, you know you want to go there to support your baby. Right. And when I went up, when I, went up, I put on a hat, a baseball cap. And when I went up to the school, my baby saw me. And I could see the embarrassment in his face. Oh, and he God. walked over to me. And he said, Mama, why would you come to the school like that, Mama? Jesus. He said, Mama, all my friends going to see what's wrong with your face. How could you oh, do that? God. And with the embarrassment in my face, with tears running down my cheek, I turned to him and I said, I'm sorry, I will never do it again. When I came down, I was just literally in tears. And then he started talking, texting his his uncle's ex-wife's daughter. They started a whole texting buddy thing. And I said to him, you think she would allow her husband to be on the phone for four hours with a woman? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you have insecurities. And late night conversation, and I said, you know what? You have to leave. I can't do this no more. And that that was my biggest mistake. Mm. That After I told him that that night, the next morning, I said to him, you have to leave today. You can't stay here no more. You have to go. I can't do this no more. Because in the night after the whole argument, he just took a can of beer. My son was standing in front of me, and he was, and he threw the can of beer. Thank God for the, he hit the, the can hit the wall and stopped. Because if he, did, if he didn't hit the wall, it would have hit my baby right in his face. And I remember my baby said, Mama, come. And he grabbed the machete. And my baby said, Mama, please, he's going to kill you, Mama. He's going to kill you. We went to bed. The next morning, my son went to school. I said, you know what? You have to leave. I called his sister. I called his cousin. I said, listen, he has to go. He can't stay here no more. He cannot stay here no more. Mm. Let me tell you something. He had a pot with hot water on the stove, and he said, I'm going to throw this hot water on you. And I reached over to the sink, and I throw the water in the sink. And he took the hot, the hot, thick pot, and he he hit, he threw it at my head, and I put my hand to block it. 
and he and my I got with my two hands covering the top of my head. He beat me seven times in each hand to move it. Mm. I got I had mm. burn burn mark. I and I thought his sister is on the phone now, and he just kept punching me in my ear temple, and I just, he just kept mm. punching me in the face. He just kept hitting me in my face, and I kept saying, "Please, I can't take no more stuff." I remember just closing my eyes because I know that was it. And the pee just run down my leg, and I just stand there in awe. And his sister is on the phone. And Never call him 911. Never call 911. He grabbed the phone from me, and then he took the phone. And then he grabbed, a, a piece, I had a piece of iron that was supposed, when the guy was fixing the basement, the I took the iron upstairs to remember what kind of mm-hmm. iron to buy. And I remember he took the iron and he, he just yanked me in my knee. And he broke the mop stick and he just slashed me across my back. Woo! And I was wrestling, as I was wrestling with him trying to get out the house to run in the street. So maybe if, I were, if I'm in the street, he wouldn't come. Right. That was a lie. That was a big old lie. He came right out in the street, took his belt like I'm his daughter, hold the belt by the top and use the buckle and slash mm. me up and down. And then he grabbed me by my throat. When he started strangling me, I fell and he used his knee and hit me in my eye socket and gave me two uppercuts in my eye, fractured my eye socket. And I had in contact lens, and the contact lens are broken and damaged the eye. So right now, I just had a surgery to repair my ear. My ear. And mm-hmm. I already had two surgeries to fix my eyes. Now, the, the I have another surgery. However, they were saying that the leak here, there was a leak. I keep running water. So it was going in the back. So God, you know, through prayer and fasting, is starting to run in the face, which is a good thing because now they could use a syringe and suck and pull it from my face instead of I have to worry about it causing discoloration in the back of my eyeball. Mm-hmm. So the neighbor called the police and he ran. When the police came, you know, I told him I fell. And the police, okay, you know, we still got to take a picture. We still got to get to the prosecutor. It's up to him or her to see what they're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor sent the domestic violence police to the house the next two days. He was in the house, and the prosecutor called, called me, and he said to me that they have enough evidence to charge him with domestic violence by strangulation and assault with a deadly weapon because he stabbed me in my side. I didn't know that he stabbed me until the police told notice. The next day the police went to where I know he was. He wasn't there. Turns out he's in Florida with I put him on March 27 and he went to Florida. 27 Mm. he went to Florida March 28th to live with the same girl that told me she don't want him because he doesn't work 
and he's an abuser. Wow. No. In so now she has that. an abuse. Now she has a, a fugitive who is like a serious abuser in her house. In her house. It's not like she don't know. She knows because her mother and right. I, I used to talk to her mother about stuff, and the mom used to call him and talk to him, telling him he has to stop drinking. You know, he needs to stop. He needs to make changes and all this kind of stuff. He's down there living with the mother and the daughter. In Florida. In Florida. What part of Florida? Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Just in case we have any Tampa, Florida uh, listening, please be careful. Like Like I told him, I said, let me tell you something. If it was once upon a time when I was just don't care, you could have never stayed in Tampa. I would have make mm-hmm. a, I would have make sure. But I said to him, I said, my son, I have to be around for my son. Right. I have to reprogram my son because my son doesn't like the color yellow. I can't wear nothing in yellow. My son doesn't want to have nothing to do with yellow. My son just. You can't raise your voice. Can you tell? Can you tell the listeners why yellow is such a trigger for him? Because when he knocked me out in the hallway, I had on a yellow dress. And then the other day, I had bought a yellow romper and I put it on, and he just busted, "Mama, take that off! Take that off!" I'm like, "Why? I don't like that dress." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Mom, that's the dress you had on." When dad hit, hit you. Not, that's not his birth dad, but he calls him dad. Right. You know? But I don't consider myself a victim. I'm nobody's victim. That's right. I'm nobody's victim. That's right. And he will never win. Never. Because I'm not going to stay silent so your life will be comfortable. No. That's right. I will never... Be silent. Never, ever, 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 ever. Now, let me ask you this. He is in Florida. You are uh, on the East Coast. How, Mm -hmm. or or is there like a statute of limitation? Or how long are these district attorneys are going to keep that, huh? To the warrant, the warrant. The warrant is active for two years. Okay. Okay, so and the, the warrant is active till, uh, till March of 2022. Yes. Okay. And I did withdraw his immigration papers and flag him for fraud. So he can't go nowhere. So, so they, they flag his, his, his legal documents. I was the one who was doing his legal documents. Hmm. Shut that down quick. So I shut it down real quick, and like I go. tell him, I tell he told me I'm I'm stupid. I'm the most mm-hmm. stupidest person he has ever been with because everybody that he's been with, he 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 always hit them and they always fight back. I'm the only one who never fights back, and I told him. So he's proud. He's proud of being an abuser. He's proud of of him of him. Being able to beat on women, he's what? proud of that. 
And like I explained to him, I'm not going to break my nails. I pay $65 to get them done every two weeks. I'm not <laughs> going to break them. I can't, no, I can't fight you face-to-face, but I could fight right. you in a legal battle. That's right. I could fight you a legal way. I could fight you in a That's different right. way. Right. And like he said, my, my son used to, he used to talk to my son all the time. And when he left, he used to talk to my baby because my baby loves him dearly. And he's and my baby he said I don't know what the conversation was, and my baby said, "Mama, I miss my dad." I said, "Okay." He said, "Mama, my dad wants to come home." Uh-uh. I said, "Okay." He said, "Mama, let my dad stay in the other room and you stay in my room, and we all could be a family." I said to him, "So you want your dad to hit me again?" He's like, no, mama. I said, then why would you want him here? Why would you want him here? He and then he used, to, he used to call him all the time. And my son used to say, mommy, mama, my dad wants to come home. And I remember what I said to him. I said, if you mm-hmm. ask me about one more time for him to come home, the same way I throw his stuff out my house, <laughs> I'm going to throw you, I'm going to, Throw your stuff out my house, and you go live with your dad. I remember the conversation because I was in the living room when he called him. He said, "Dad, I can't. My mama, mama says she's gonna throw my stuff out the house. I don't want to <laughs> come live with you." Okay. And that's the last conversation that my son had with me about him. That I blocked him from my son's phone. My son has no reason to talk to him. He said, the chapter is closed on my life until the judge grants us that the, the divorce. That's the only thing I know. But legally, you're my husband. But personally, you're nothing to me. You're dead to me. Right. And my my platform was formed. I remember I remember laying in the bed and my son prayed because I taught my son how to My mom actually taught my son how to pray. And I remember he said, God, please help my mom to be happy again. Please help her to smile again. Turn around. He kissed me and he said, I love you, mama. I love you to the moon and back again. I said, okay. And I lay in the bed. While he's sleeping now, I was sleeping in bed. I was like, God, why? Why? When? How? What am I going to do with myself? How could hmm. you do this to me? I'm empty. What? You know, I always kept asking God why. And I remember I turned over on my stomach and I grabbed my laptop. And I wrote my book that same night. My God. I, I took that one night and wrote my book. And then the bank not broken, just was in the book, mm-hmm. and it became a platform. Hmm. But not broken was in the book, and it became a platform. Right. You know, I, I um, God said to me, listen, I'm going to make your voice the voice of reasoning. Come on. The voice that echoes, the voice that carries. Hmm. Because you have a lot of Young lady, a lot of females that was in your in your position, 
sure. stays, stays out of because, oh, I want to be in a relationship. If you have to be in a relationship and you have to cry every day and you have to wear an extra coat of makeup to hide that spot and Come you have on. to lock yourself in the bathroom and wonder why, and you have to lay in the bed and lay in the bed with someone that bash you in the face. And when they get done, they want to have intercourse with you. It's not worth it. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am worthy. Yes. I am worthy. Yes. I am worthy. Yes. Every day, every day, get up, look in the mirror, affirm yourself, I am worthy. Mm-hmm. I, I am, am beautiful. Worthy. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. Yes, I am. Tell yourself. Tell yourself. I am I'm the head. I'm not the tail. Tell you yourself. I'm more than this. I'm more than yes. a conqueror. I can more do than. all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can't. Yes, Lord. If hmm. you don't want to walk away for yourself, do it for your kids. Yes. Please, let's cut the generational curse. Let's cut yes. the cycle because if you stay there and your kids continue to see abuse and live in abuse, they're going to grow up and they're going to treat their partner just the same way. Just the same way. Because That's they're the- going to say, my mom lived in it. My dad did it. My dad lived through it. My mom did it. My husband is a victim, is a, grew up in an abusive household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. only thing it's he knows, the only the only thing he knows is to use his fist. He don't know how to reason. I didn't grow up in that. I didn't grow up in a, I didn't grow up with a mom and a dad. I don't practically raise myself. I live with my siblings because my when my stepdad molested me, my mom left and live with my stepdad. So I basically mm-hmm. raise myself. But I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to let because I feel like I need a man. I don't need a man. That's right. And I we're don't. not bashing men. Let me, let me, let me say this. I'm not bashing men. Yeah, we are not bashing men. We are not bashing men. Let me tell you something. God made man for women, and I think it's a beautiful thing. I love men. It is I a love beautiful men. thing. We're not bashing them. Before no, people start sending an email and saying we bashing men, we're we're a Christian but we hate men. No, baby, a man is the most no, beautiful no, no. thing God no, has no, no. created. No. I'm don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing men because I love mm-hmm. men. I love exactly. men. I'm raising a young man. I'm raising yes. a young man, so I would never yes. bash men. But sometimes right. we as female, we have to learn to love ourselves first. First. We have to learn to live with ourselves first before we. Sure. Sometimes, as female, we carry extra baggages from the from from a relationship, and that leads to and that leads to other stuff. So sometimes, right. as female, we need to work on ourselves. Cause me mm-hmm. right now, I will not get into a relationship right now. I, I have that. to heal myself and get rid of whatever baggages that I'm dealing with right now before I could say before I would proceed into another relationship. Because guess what? Nine so six at least six out of eight out of ten women leave a domestic violence relationship and go into a domestic violence relationship. Another relationship and expect 
and expect the same thing. And, and yeah, expect I was the same thing. You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. guess what? We don't know. We don't know. The, we don't know. We didn't take time to heal ourselves from that first relationship. We didn't. Right. Yeah, because loneliness. So because of that, loneliness. cause that. Mm-hmm. We're lonely and we want companionship. Yes. Exactly. But sometimes exactly. we and have to learn to live with ourselves a little bit and heal. Right. Then we into a like relationship. This. Right. I say it like this. You don't need a man in your bed to love you up and then beat you down. It's not worth no. it. Take time off for yourself. Take time off mm-hmm. for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Some of the most embarrassing days for me was when I had to go to work. I work in a law firm. I have clients that I defend against domestic violence. I have clients that I do restraining orders for. And when my clients come to me at work, I'm so embarrassed because my face, I'm using the makeup to hide my eye and they can still see it. Right, to, and I have marks kind of, on my hands. Kind of makes you feel like a hypocrite, right? Not making me feel. I was a hypocrite exactly. because I'm telling I'm telling my clients, listen here, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. But you're exactly not doing what you're telling them. But I'm not practicing what I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And 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 then mm-hmm. when I when I look in the mirror, I didn't feel pretty at all. Because I'm constantly hearing from someone that, that vowed to love me for the rest of his life through sickness and in health. You are fat. You are ugly. You are this. Mm. You are. But I'm the one who's bringing home the bacon because you didn't work. Hmm. You're living in my house for free. That's my house you're living in. You're spending my mm. money. Just I had to silence. I had to silence the voice in my head. And I had to stand up in the mirror and look at myself and I had to remind myself, you are worthy. I yes. am worthy. Yes. I yes. am yes. beautiful. Yes, I am. Sometimes I just brush my hair and stand in the mirror and say, girl, you don't even know what you're looking at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't feel pretty and sometimes we rely on, rely on a man to tell us stuff. And even though, even though deep inside, we know it's not true. We just want it. True. True. And sometimes we see the signs of we see the signs because we as women we know the signs. Yeah. But guess what? We yeah. overlook the signs. And I'm we appealing do. to all, please don't be like me. Don't mm-hmm. overlook the signs. Mm-hmm. I did on multiple times. Mm-hmm. Don't it was right in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. Domestic mm-hmm. violence is not only physical abuse, and people get the wrong concept of abuse. Yeah. Oh, he didn't hit me. He grabbed you, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they'll say this. He, he didn't punch me. He just slapped me. Okay. He pinched you, didn't yeah. he? He talked mm-hmm. down to you, didn't he? He embarrasses mm-hmm. you in front of your friends, didn't he? He isolates yeah. you from your friends, didn't he? He controls Control your spending. He controls mm-hmm. where you go and what time you come in. Don't he? Mm-hmm. That what is a you wear, what you eat. Yep. That I is a I just did a video about that last night on, on, on Facebook. I just did that about the, the red flags. 
in domestic that violence. That is abuse. Because, what, that is abuse. because sometimes they think it's cute. They think it's cute. Oh, he just want to know where I'm at, or she's just calling to see. No, that's not and what no, it is. No, it's not. Huh? That's not what it is. No, it's not. Hmm. I remember my husband, my husband used to call me where you at. I'll be like, excuse you? My husband said I have a, I have a sharp mouth. You don't call my phone and ask me where I'm at. No. No, you hmm. don't. And you don't. You're not calling to find me where I'm at. Hmm. You can't. You, that's what it is. It's not cute because they, you know, sometimes they genuinely want to know, you know, baby, baby, baby where you are. Right. You out of no. care. Right. Out of caring. Out of care. There's a huge difference between caring and controlling. I just saw on Facebook yesterday, I was, re, um, today rather, a friend of mine shared a post. A 23-year-old Jamaican, she's from Jamaica, 23, living in Opalaka, Florida. Her parents didn't hear from her for two days, and the mother Jesus. said she knew something was wrong because she said the guy that she the daughter married to this guy that isolates her from calling back home and talking to her friends and socialize, <clears throat> and she pleads to her all the time. Please. And the last conversation she had with her daughter, she said, Mama, you he said he's going to kill me. He was, you know, he's just talking. Jeez. Two days she hasn't heard from her daughter. And when she sent a friend to go check on her, she was laying there with stab wound, gunshot wound. He hung himself, and the two-year-old lay there in her dried blood. And he hung himself as his way out. Had another friend in Jamaica. Her husband strangled her, strangled her and lay her in the bed. Two days. And hang himself in the closet. Mm. Because they think by hanging themselves or killing themselves, they get away it's with the it. Easy way. Yep. Yeah. They don't understand. When a man says he's going to kill you, Listen. if you miss the first time, run. It's the second time, the second. Hmm. I'm telling you, my husband tell me I'm going to kill you. And when he knocks me out cold, when he was beating me with the pot in my head, when he was hitting me with a piece of iron, when he stabbed me in my side, he was going to kill me. But the greater power, the higher power said, not so fast, honey. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until they find him. And I tell everybody, what the devil meant for harm, my God meant for good. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. my platform, Bent Not Broken Inc., a domestic violence platform where I share different views, you know. And God was so good to me. Walmart partnered with me to carry my merchandise. Come you on. Know? And I wrote a book, Bent Not Broken, the rebirth of a domestic violence survivor, you know. Yeah. And, and um, it's on Amazon. And it's also listed on my website. I also do, you know, I do speaking engagement because guess what? It has to, we, you don't see nobody lobbying for us. Nope. Nobody, nobody lobbying for us. Nobody. Domestic that's violence on here. the rise. Yep, that's why I'm here. I am going Domestic to say Domestic violence yes, has why. increased by yes. 80% since COVID. Yes, 
Domestic violence shouldn't be celebrated one month. Domestic violence shouldn't be celebrated one month. We should Mm -hmm. celebrate domestic violence every day. We should come out and voice it every day, year-round. We shouldn't wait until one Mm -hmm. month. Because if we wait until one month of the year, do you know how many dead bodies we have, dead bodies by the time that comes? Okay, okay. And do you know how many of these murderers like your husband who got away with it? Or think they got away this with it? Is what, this is what this is what the this is what the, the the prosecutor said. It's because COVID why we don't have the marshal go get him. I said, Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Because, because of the COVID. COVID. That's, that's, that's the excuse. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me because they can't put on a mask? This is because of the COVID they can And I said to them, I said, it's okay. I said, let me tell you something. Okay. It's fine. Because he's not in a physical jail, but he's already in a jail in his mind. Oh, yes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And that's the best way to be. It's already. Every day it's already. Around every day. And what makes him so angry now his kids love me to death. His kids hmm. talk to me every day, and when he calls them, he let them, they let him know, I have to call you back. I'm talking to mom. Hmm. <laughs> he introduces them to the new girlfriend. This is your stepmother. They let him know, no, she's not. She is hmm. not. So wow. right there, I know. And when he, cl- I remember that he told his cousin, Life and he even told me, he said, Life is not what you think. The grass is not greener on the other side. You Good told for him. Life. You live it. Good for me? Him. Let him stay there. I'm Let him counting down the day. day the judge say you are divorced. I'm counting it down. Yeah. I'm yeah. counting it down because, like I said to him, what you want to do with me never happened. Never happened. Never, never happened. And as long as I'm alive, you will never live comfortable. For all the females that you hit and they never spoke up, I'm speaking up for all of them and myself. That's right. And I'm appealing to everyone and anybody. Hmm. Please, do it for your kids. The kids suffer the most. The kids suffer the most in domestic violence. You know what? I don't think I don't think the adults recognize that because I'm telling you, my daughter. I truly feel sorry for the brother that ever makes the mistake and raises his hand at my daughter because of what she she witnessed me going through. She has vowed mm-hmm. she will never go through it, and I feel sorry for that brother who ever does that because. It really is true. And another thing that he spoke about that so many of us don't realize, when these children grow up in a home where there is abuse every day, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, financial, sexual, what happens to a few of them? I think they say one out of five will grow up and they become the victimizer. So if... If there if there is a child in the house that's being raped and molested, there is a great chance that that child, child will be a molester. Exactly, 
So he see daddy beating on mama or he see mama calling daddy all kind of names. He's going to find him a wife just like what mama, you know what I'm saying, just like what mama is. Or she going to find a man just like daddy. It, we, mm-hmm. have to get, we have to get the picture. It's not just us alone. And that's why it is so critical for there to be a voice crying out in the world against domestic violence. Somebody has to say too many hurt is going on behind closed doors. But stuff like that does not line anybody's pocket. So they toss, they toss us aside. They throw us away because we're not bringing any money in. I remember, I remember the girl... This girl, she told me, what is that? This, I, uh, I would come on and I would do uh, the videos encouraging uh, victims, former victims of, of abuse and stuff. And the funny thing is, she was once a victim of abuse, but she is so ashamed of her past, she will not talk about it. So I came on and I was doing a video, and then she says to me, basically, why are you talking about this? Find something else to talk about. Because she has placed herself in a world that is not real. So when we talk about it, it's a reminder truly of where you were, and she's never dealt with it. She's never dealt with it, so now her husband is like a roommate in the house. You know, they're married, but he's like a roommate. And domestic violence, it, it affects our household. It affects everything about our lives. Everything. The way you talk to people, the way you see people, the way you react to people. It affects your self-esteem. It affects your self-confidence. It affects the way you see you, others, and the world. So we have got to get people, like you say, lobbying first. The laws on the books concerning domestic violence have got to change. I've also had a lot of women who would inbox me and they say to me, Diane, when the police came, the police didn't do anything to him. There was seven days. The police didn't do anything to the man or the abuser, whoever the abuser is, usually is or the ladies calling or, I mean, inboxing me. And I would say to them, why? I would say to them, why? And they would say nine out of ten times, uh, the police officer will make the victims feel like it's their fault. Yes. You know, they, they do. make them feel. Yes. I've had, I've had uh, women who were married to detectives, police officers. When they call the police and the police come and they see they're one of them, they cover it up. You know what I'm saying? This lady, she told me her ex-husband was, is the son of the chief of police, and he has yet to spend one day in prison. He's walking around free, and rather than him telling the truth, they are destroying her name. Because that's, that's, that's the world that we live in. And like I said, if you never suffered from domestic abuse, if you don't have a family, if you've never been around it at all, you have nothing to say about it because you don't understand the ins and outs of it. And for that reason, so many women get in this relationship because some of them never knew anything about abuse. And yes. these abusers, they will, and these abusers, they will tell them 
who gonna believe you? Like my ex husband, who gonna believe you? Because a lot of them, the narcissists, they're so charming. They come around everybody. They're the nicest guy. They're kind to everybody. Listen, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? My husband is the world great. Oh, God, if I tell you. My (laughs) husband beat me so bad. He would just just come around and he would just kiss the spot that's black and blue. And my heart Mm. would just rage, you know, rage. When he touched me, my body quail. It's mm. just, mm. And that girl that he's talking to on the phone, he's the sweetest, most charming person. And, that's, that's I, why he, that's and why he's, he's there. He sent me a voicemail and he said to me, you stop giving me your money so she's the next solution. Oh, my God. And I called her. No, she called the phone, and I, and I had his had the phone. Cause it was my phone. I bought it, so I took it back. That's right. And she she called the phone, and I, I said, "Don't hang up, don't hang up." And wow. I told her, she's like, "Well, I don't believe you. Send me it." So I sent her a voicemail. Wow. And she, In she, denial, she brought when him, she know what she he brought did, the you- phone. She, yes, because she saw my face, and I sent her all the pictures, the stab pictures, every picture. And she looked at it, and she, I remember one day she called. I'm going to call the police telling you're harassing me and my man. Oh, no, she didn't. And I said, listen to me. I said, first of all, he's my husband. If I want to call him a million times, I can. Hmm. And second of all, I don't know his number. You bought him a phone. I don't know his number. If he didn't call my phone, how would I get his number? I didn't know his Thank number. You. And I said to her the other day, I said, I'm going to keep calling, calling. And I'm like, I don't even know his number. Florida number, let me answer, because I'm from Florida. It was him. Hmm. And I went nicely on Facebook. And I said to her, please to tell the man that you, the boy that you live with, don't call my phone. Don't call my phone. My God. I'm not going to be the one to sit down and know that that guy over there beating his wife or his girlfriend and in, and I know firsthand and go in a relationship mm-hmm. with him. That's telling me I have some issues going on and I need to take I need to fix myself. Yeah, definitely. I have to fix myself. A yeah. lot of females females don't come out and talk about the abuse mm-hmm. because they're afraid of backlashing. Absolutely. They're afraid of being laughed at. They're afraid mm-hmm. of what people might say. They're afraid Shame of the and embarrassment. And mm-hmm. I remember when I started, before I went public on Facebook with my platform, I lay in my bed and I'm like, Lord, hmm. how would I look going on Facebook, writing, oh posting pictures of my abuse? Nice. And I remember when I put it on Facebook. And it it felt like a weight lifted off my mm-hmm. shoulder. I'm no longer boiled up and bubbled up 
I have an I have a way to I have an escape channel. Yeah. And I get a lot I get a lot of criticism, a lot of backlash. I remember I remember getting a call and she said to me, Aren't you embarrassed? Mm. And I said, Embarrassed why? She said, Look at you're putting up on Facebook. And I remember wow. Some of his family members, you know, because we all grew up together, backlash me, talk about me, and I felt like I didn't want to go ahead and do it. Hmm. And I had to hmm. ask a question one day. I remember I posed two of the objects that I got hit with, and I asked a question, where were you when I was telling him I can't, my body can't take no more? Where were you when he was using these objects to hit? Where were you when I lost my child? Where were you? Where were you when he kicked me off the bed? No, my bed that I bought. Where were you? Where were you when he strangled me? Where were you when he stabbed me in my side? And I turned to his sister and I said, you are being a hypocrite. Because out of your mouth, you told me you would never date a brother like a man like your brother. Hmm. And you're telling me that I should go get counseling. Remember his green card. Hmm. Hmm. So it's my life for his green card. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And I keep, and I also get people be like, if I was in your position, what I would have done, I would have done exactly. this, and I would have done that, exactly. and I would have done this, and I, and I kept saying, and I can't, I can't fault them, because I used I to say the too. same thing too. I used to say the same thing before. I was the shoe was on the other foot. Mm-hmm. I used to say, any man try to hit me, I'm a tear. I'm a do this, mm-hmm. but when it happened, you froze. Yep, it's unbelievable. It hit you like a lightning. You just froze. Yeah, yeah. You froze. Yeah. You don't it's know shot. whether you should fight back or right. you should. Or, or, and then it's like it happened. And you, all you could do is just go, in the, go take a shower and just go lay down because you're trying to process it in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And it's then shocking. he realized that. He, he, you didn't put up a fight, you're shocked. So then the next time he's going to hit you again. And then it becomes a pattern. Because once you start fighting back, it becomes World War Two. That's it. When you start fighting back, it becomes a World War Two kind of fight. And that's something that, and then the kids, is just standing right there. Hmm. They're standing right there. And they're looking. They're looking. And to us, we try to say, go in the room. Now I'm speaking from my experience. I don't know about nobody right. else's experience. And all I can do is share my experience and hope somebody will learn and take notes from my experience. Don't wait until you lose a child Please. or the other child is damaged. Don't do it. Please, I'm begging you. If you don't want to get out for yourself, that's fine. But do it for the sake of your children. That's right. Because my son, I remember my son said, Mommy, 
I, Mama, I can't forgive you. You brought a monster into my life. Wow. He did. How old is your son? Oh, how old was Eight he years then? old. He was, he, he was, he was when, when abuse started, he was seven. And he's eight now. So all this happened in one year. And he was eight, and he's eight. Wow. All the abuse started as soon as my mom got sick and went back into the nurse, into the hospital. Because when my mom uh-huh. was home, he never, he would never dare. As soon yeah, as she went in, he right. started. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And I just want somebody to understand their resources. My mom always said, I'm trying to teach you the whole the whole Caribbean thing. I'm trying to teach you stuff that I went through so you don't right. have to walk where I walk. That's right. You don't have to go through it. That's right. And then I remember she says, but you will never learn if you don't get burned. Hmm. No, a lot, a lot of stuff that she was telling me, if I was listening, I wouldn't get burned. Mm-hmm. No, I'm telling somebody, please don't get burned. Please. please. Listen. The, once, you st- once the grabbing, mm-hmm. the screaming in your face, mm-hmm. controlling who you with, where you are, what mm-hmm. you do, started telling you you're ugly, you don't do this, mm-hmm. you don't do that right, you don't do much. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I mm-hmm. live with my husband, and I'm telling you, when I cook, he would never eat. He said, I don't earn the privilege of cooking for him. So every time when I cook, I have to order food for him. And I realize, my mom said to me, you're enabling him. In him. Stop Very it. Very much. And when I stopped, the abuse went from 50 to 100. Yeah. Because now I'm I'm pulling my hand. Yeah. Please. You should have. You should have. It's not worth it. That he was trying to make you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, ladies. And you do have some ladies who are who who do beat on their men. Men. Oh yeah. It's oh, not yeah. worth it. It's oh, not yeah. worth I don't it. Like it's not worth it, guys. Ladies, and I know a lot of people want to leave. They just don't want to go into a shelter. Because mm-hmm. the shelter system is rough. That's why I took very, it upon very, myself. Very, yeah, very rough. I took it upon myself to in, to went and invest in a, in a building up in uh, upstate and building and creating my own bent, not broken, ink safe house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of young ladies want to get out, but they just don't want to go into yes. the shelter. Yeah, because the shelter is rough. Shelter is rough. Yeah, very rough. They, yeah, they don't give you provision for when you leave. Because after I left the shelter, I had nothing and nowhere to go. That means I have to go no. right back to the father of my children. Right. And exactly. at that point, the abuse only increases. You go right back in because, and I tell people, it's not everybody. My friend, I have a friend. She said, if I had half the strength that you have, I said, yeah. Mm. I, I, she said, you never show weakness. I said, I got times when my mm. world just crashes. It do. I have time when. Mm. 
Okay. That's my son. Forgive me. <laughs> my son loves Roblox. So, you know, my son always tries to give me a little pity party face to get him okay. Roblox. <laughs> but that's my best friend. If I never had him, I probably would have still be in the abuse situation that I was in. Yeah, it was his cry. Yeah. It was his cry. Mm-hmm. It was his tears. It was him wetting himself. It was him who said, Mama, he's going to kill you, Mama. Come, Mama. And he said, Mama, move, let me stab him. Mm. He ran for the little knife. He said, Mama, move, let me stab him. Mm. He said, Mama, move. Let me stab him, Mama. Move, Mama. I'm going to learn karate. He said, Mama, yeah. I'm going to learn to be a karate ninja. And my son said, Mama, I'm going to be a police officer because I could do anything and nobody cares. Hmm. My baby. That was my wake-up call. My baby had to be getting counseling. My you God. can't raise your voice. My son quail and cry. Wow. Traumatized. He is. The other day I saw one of my friends, and I was getting into the car, and he's trying to get my attention, so he holds my hand. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My son flew out the car. My son flew out the car in a rage. My God. Why did you grab her? And I'm like, honey, no, no, no. He's like, no, no. He's like, Dad, I didn't grab her. He's like, yes, you did. And he was in defense hmm. mode. And then he's yeah. like, Mama, get in yeah. the car. Let's go. And then I'm like, yeah. honey, calm down. And he was just shaking. He was shaking. He was shaking. He was shaking. Yeah. And he was yeah. tears running down his face. He's like, Mama, why did you let him grab you, Mama? Mama, I'm like, calm down. He yeah. didn't grab me. Yeah. He was trying to get my attention before I get into the car. Right, so now, so now he he can't even differentiate the he can't even differentiate the two. Exactly. So no, I'm I have to be reprogramming programming my child to let mm-hmm. him know that sometimes people will touch you to get your attention. Your attention, right? It's not to hurt you. Sometimes it's not to hurt you. Right now, if a male, if a male comes to talk to me. My son is in defense mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mama, what did you want? What, you know so what I'm saying? So I'm appealing. Ladies, please, don't wait till you get to the point where you are in the position that I am to be going to counseling with my child three days a week. My don't God. get to the point where your, your son hates a color. Your son hates a certain kind of food because that's what the abuser used wow. to give him. Or wow. your son doesn't want to wear this because you, 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 the abuser bought it for him. Don't get right. to that point where your son have nightmares about what is going so on. Many, your son yeah. don't, don't, don't do it. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pleased. 
you guys want to reach out to me, you, you, know, you can find me on bentnotbrokeninc.org. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. Give you them your Facebook email page, me. My Facebook page is Baby Cakes, Joe's Baby Cakes. My platform webpage is bentnotbrokeninc.org. I spend Ninety five percent of my time on my platform. Okay. So it's baby cakes at, at where? At Gmail or at Yahoo? No, my, my, my professional email for for my bent not broken is bent not broken dot online at gmail dot com. Ladies wanna gotcha. find me or gentlemen you wanna find me. You go right there on my page, bentnotbrokeninc.org, and you can mm-hmm. find me. You could email me. You could DM me. You could message me. Do anything. I'm mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. I'm right mm-hmm. there. And again, my book is on my website. My book gives you further details about my life and more in depth of the abuse. You know, right. what I gave you was only a scenario of what I went through. I can only, I believe that. It's only a scenario of what I went through. My book I gives you detail of my abuse, the burning of the cigarette, detail, spitting on, detail. Oh, I have to give you steps too. on how to overcome. It will give you yeah. steps on how to overcome. It will help yeah. you. To not look at yourself as a victim, but as a survivor. Mm-hmm. Because we can't sit there and be, you see, when we be a victim, they're happy. Once we once yeah. consider ourselves a victim, they're happy. Because yeah. in their mind, they won. They won. Yeah. So she's a victim. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Mission accomplished. She's going to curl mm-hmm. up and die. And she's going to mm-hmm. cry and she's going to be a victim. But when you show yeah. him that, listen, I'm nobody's victim. That's right. I'm a survivor. I don't die, I'm worthy. Baby. I'm yeah. worthy. I'm yeah. beautiful. Silence is voiced in your head. Hmm. Even if you ain't going nowhere, put on a little makeup. Brush right. your hair. Put on a nice little outfit. And just take pictures and post it. Because guess what? There is somebody on your Facebook that knows things and is sending you a picture. Let him see in the curl up. Mm-hmm. Let him see. I do it every day because even if I'm not going anywhere, I take pictures yes, and post it. Because yes. guess what? I'm no longer, I'm no longer listening to you telling me how ugly and how fat I am. I know I'm fat. I know I'm fat. You ain't going to tell me. I know I'm fat. I grew up fat. So you don't have right. to tell me that. And I embrace <laughs> my fat. I, I embrace that. I embrace my fat. I remember one of my boss asked me, she said, you never wear black. I said, I'm not mourning my fat. I'm celebrating. Okay. I wear bright colors. I'm celebrating who I am. We have to yes. learn to love ourselves, appreciate who we are. And uh, then. I have, uh, you can, I have brother, as, uh, brother Chris wants to uh, say something. There's a statement that the producer of the show wants to make. Uh, Brother Chris, can you go ahead and make that statement, sir? Uh, yes, ma'am. Can everybody hear me? God bless you. God bless you, ladies. God bless you, uh, 
I just wanted to make a, a, a statement in regards to, and I'm glad uh, you ladies brought it out. The men. We're going to be talking about men and domestic violence next month on TPV Virtual. So this, this and, and we also had a man uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, Sister Deanne, and he was mm-hmm. actually texting while they were mm-hmm. having a show in regards to men and domestic violence. It is a very right. sensitive issue, not only in the church, but also in the secular world. Let me tell you why. Oh, yeah. Because in the church... There's a certain persona that you have to portray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. Yes. But at hmm. the same time, if, if the roles are reversed and you come out as a man and you saying, oh, my woman is beating my behind, you get mm-hmm. looked at differently. It's not as accepted yeah. mm-hmm. as it is when it's the other way around. Now, listen, now I know Absolutely. we're in a different century, different time. We got the women's empowerment movement. We got the a Me Too movement and everything else movement, and no disrespect intended. But some women take that to the extreme, and they use that to beat on men that treat them like yeah. that. So you, you, you have to understand that there's a thin line with the abuse when it comes to the men's side because we can't speak out. We don't have right. forums where like this or platforms like mm-hmm. this and say, hey, look, mm-hmm. I've been beat by a woman and then everybody laughs at me and all, and call you a, a, you know, you know what and all that other a stuff. You know, yes. yep. you know how we yep. do. And then sometimes when it mm-hmm. comes to the strong, independent sisters, no disrespect, when you have a man that's been through that, it's not up to you to feed the insecurity he has. It's up right. to you to right. love the man for the king he is. Now we hear a lot of pe- a lot of sisters. I hear that a lot, and that's one thing as a pastor I don't like to hear when we're knocking each other as a man or a woman, regardless of what happened to you as the woman or the man. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. we are obligated to treat each other like kings and queens, like if the Bible it's says right. we're supposed to. Now the world has made it so convenient for us. To beat on each other, especially in our own race. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Come it. On. Yeah, especially in our own race because of the fact Come that on. if two, two black people, a black man and a black woman are coming together, they both love the Lord, they both love each other, they both love their kids, they're both doing their thing in this world. You mean to tell me that's not the most powerful force in the universe? Well, some might Come argue. On. But if you see black couples that are doing their thing, there's not a lot of people that can touch them. Why? Because they know who they are individually. They know who they are separately. And they treat each other equally, regardless if they're making more millions than my wife or vice versa. They are a unit, they are a team, and they're working it together. I didn't come to preach, but I just wanted to say something, because it it, (laughs) it bothers me when when we cannot come together with this. And I'm I'm glad that God has called the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, Victory Over the Weights of Life, Not Broken, I thank God for ministries that are coming out and are not afraid to not only put the gospel in the mix, but also be able to speak of their truth, give their testimony, and tell people the victory that they have. They couldn't do it over their own strength. 
Sister, I know you couldn't do it in your own strength. God had your hand the whole time you were there. He kept you alive. He protected your son. And he gave you a vision and a platform to bless not only the people that are victims, the people that are almost going to be victims or people that are almost going to be a victim. He gave you a platform not only to boast of yourself, but also to give to others and to heal the lands of the broken women and men. You have a voice, sister, and I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. And you have another family. Right here at TV Radio and Sister Deanne Labrie, we will keep yes. you in prayer whenever yes. you need prayer. Whenever you need us, yes. we are here. We are in this That's together. This ain't a solo yes. gig. Michael Jordan couldn't have been the greatest without the team. Just saying. That's Just right. look at the book. That's Just right. look at the stats. Right. Just saying. If you, you want to go t- back. Yep. He needed Pippen, yes. he needed Robin, he, he needed Kerr, yep. he needed the whole team to make him who he was. But anyway, That's I'm not right. talking about sports. Let me be quiet. This ain't my platform. I need to calm down. <laughs> so, ladies, God bless you. We love you. And again, sis, you stay encouraged. God bless you. Amen. I'm out. Amen. 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 Praise God. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I he love has, it. And he, has, he has a valid point because men, men do get abused, but you not, oh, yeah. they don't come out and say it. They don't come out and say oh, because yeah. what? They're afraid to be called a sissy. They're afraid to be called punk. They're afraid to be laughed at. Yep. And yep. whether it's a man, whether it's a male in a domestic violence situation, and who mm-hmm. is a female in a domestic violence situation? It's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. On all levels, yeah. that's wrong. And yeah. we have not. We are not only going to protect female in domestic violence. My platform is extended to men who, are, who have been in domestic violence, who are in domestic violence, who are still suffering quietly in domestic violence. Yeah. It's not only for females. It's extended. Yeah. And yes. we have to we have to bind our voices together, put on yes. put on our proper shirt, put on our shoes, and take yes. it to the streets and voice it and let our voice be heard. That's right. Not That's only right. one time a year, not only one is twelve months make a year, three hundred and sixty five days in the year. We have can't just wait for one specific month out of twelve months. Come on. And then, and then domestic yes. violence is not even the only problem uh, with the spotlight on it because there are other issues that's going on also in the month of, of October, and that's why domestic violence exactly. gets pushed Exactly, and we get brushed on the road. We get and, and on the road. Now, the month of February, the month of February, all we hear is uh, uh, Valentine's Valentine's. But do yeah, but do you know also the month of February is young adult domestic violence awareness month? Say what? I never heard. Yeah, they color is orange. It's orange, but you don't hear that because again it's not bringing in money. Uh uh what you call it brings in more money. Valentine brings in more money. It brings in more money. 
So so our kids go on being stopped at school, being beaten at school, you know, and it's no big deal. Not realizing they are our future. And if it starts in school, if it's, there are children in the seventh grade that are already being abused by their boyfriend, that are already being controlled, that are already being stopped. I heard the story. I heard the story of a young lady. She said what her boyfriend would do, he would take his bike and he would park his bike across the street where he can see her and he would stay there until she turned her light off to go to bed. This is high school student we're talking about. This is junior high student we're talking about. She couldn't go to the mall with her friends to hang out. He had, she had to give him uh, her phone so he can go through her phone. If these kids are doing that, at 13, 14, 15, 16, can you imagine what they're going to be at 25 and 35? I'm telling you. But, but then they're not talking about that. It's, it's too hush-hush. It's too hush-hush. It's so ugly. They, they won't talk about it. And anything that does not put money in people's pocket, I hate to say it, anybody, anything that does not put money in people's pocket, they're not going to deal with it. You're not going to hear too much about it in the church because I guarantee you that offering collection is going to be slow that week or next week. There's going to be even less people. So, so you you cannot you cannot you cannot not preach, not speak, not say, not bring awareness because it's not putting a dollar in your pocket, but yet lives are being taken every day. What's more important, a dollar in your pocket or somebody's mama being alive, somebody's daughter, somebody's son being alive? I was just saying this to my best friend the other day. I said, do you realize only celebrity domestic violence gets publicized and announced? You get it. And he's like, oh, you're... She's like, oh, you're being biased. And I said, how am I being biased? I said, which other, name a regular person abuse you see plaster over the TV? No matter how much time you call the police. Now they're saying it's COVID. They're not taking the (laughs) abusers to jail because they're saying it's COVID. Or they they give them a text ticket, a dex warrant and you're in the house with them still. Hmm. I said, look so if they TV, live together. All these celebrities, all hmm. the celebrities abuses, they have an argument, it's publicized and if you bust it up, it's plaster on every media outlet you could think about. You know what, that is true because I, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking who was the last celebrity abusive relationship, and I that was last year, and that was Wendy Williams and her husband Kevin. That was the Megan, last. Meg, Megan Stallion's boyfriend shoot her in the leg. The other, the other lady, what's her name? Some of you, some rapper, go beat his girlfriend, knock her tooth out, um, um, in in, in August, and it was it's still plastering over the news. When oh my God, have you I, ever heard? When have you ever heard of none of all abuse being advertised, being publicized? It's not. None. And then you have some domestic violence. Yeah. Nothing. 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 We we, we don't get recognized. And that is why I tell myself, 
I'm going to make sure we are recognized. That's right. We are going to be recognized because something has to be, somebody, it has to, it's like, like my mom said, my mom said, domestic violence was before your time, before my time. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, something has to change. It's time we educate and break cycles. I said, Mom, if we educate our young, if we who have been through domestic violence, Mm-hmm. Educate the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Two out of ten we take heed and run. We can't save everybody. Mm-mm. But if we save at least two, something is, we did a good job. Come on. Like the Bible always said, train up a child in the way they should grow. When they're yeah. old, they will That's not right. depart from it. That's they right. might walk away from church. But the principle of church is inviting them. No matter mm-hmm. where they go, they will remember they that. They come back. That's right. If we embed these, if we embed these signs and signs of domestic violence, these are different traits of narcissistic. This is right. how to, how to, we do so raise self-awareness, self-worth, and instill these morals and these different stuff in these young ladies. Yeah. When you're getting a relationship, they will remember these signs. And they will run. Hmm. They will run. And like I tell anybody, if you anyone, you could you you know you could find me on Ben Not Broken Inc. dot org. You could just send me a message. Right. I will talk with you. Right. I will yeah. talk with you. And if you hmm. want, like, and I, if, we, if I had someone to lay it out on a platform like how I'm giving it, Come I would have never gone down the path that I went. Yep. You understand yep. what I'm no saying? But, yep. but guess what? I have no regrets of going through my, going through my, my, because it, it teaches me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. My abuse teaches me a lot about myself. My abuse teaches me a lot about what what to look for in the next relationship. That's right. My abuse opens the door to teach somebody else what to look for in a relationship. My abuse opens the door to teach someone how to handle yourself after a, after an abuse. Don't Come roll on. over and die. Don't you dare roll yeah. over and die. Pick it's yourself life. up. Square yeah. your chest. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am worthy. Yeah. No matter how busted up you are, just look at yourself and say, I am beautiful. I am worthy. Yeah. And every day, yeah. every day you affirm you yourself. Affirmation is the key. Every day you learn to affirm yourself. And the more you affirm yourself, the stronger you get. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people don't the like more to you talk tell. about their abuse. Write yeah. it down. Right. If you don't want to tell nobody, write it down. Write I say it down. this all the time. This was, writing my book was the best therapy I ever had. And I cannot tell you how many therapist couches I sat on. 
And a lot of the therapists that we go to, they have no idea of domestic abuse. They know the no. words on the paper, but they don't know the emotions. They don't know the hurt. They don't know the pain. So what they're telling you in some way kind of ticks you off because they're telling you something that they have no idea about. So I got no help. But when I wrote my book, like you said, I felt that weight finally got up off of me. And after that weight left me, that's when God was able to start dealing with me and start start showing me the places in my life that I'm broken. And he started uh, teaching me, like you say, to look at myself, tell myself I'm beautiful. Because for a very long time, I just thought I was ugly. Every time I would get on social media, I had to put on, on makeup because from a young age, from a young age, my rejection and my low self-esteem, it started from my mother telling me how ugly I was. So I would always put on makeup, but now I know that's not true. She would tell me how big my forehead is. Now I know that's not true. So when I do social media, that's why I can go around anywhere now and don't wear makeup and I don't feel bad. I don't look at myself any other way. I am more comfortable now than I have ever been in my life. Because exactly. finally, I'm healed. Yes, finally I'm healed, and finally, little by little, day at a time, God is showing me who I am—not in me, but in Him. We are, we are I eight like, minutes away. So, so go ahead and uh, for the next three minutes, tell us who you because I have to pray and and everything. So go ahead, tell the people again your name, how they can get in touch with you, so I can go ahead and, and get ready to close out for the day. Like, again, it was nice being here. I enjoyed my time with you. Again, my name is Andina McClary. I'm an author. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a family law attorney. I have started a not-for-profit domestic violence platform. It's called Bent, Not Broken, Inc. Um, Walmart has partnered with me to carry my, my brand, and all proceeds goes towards my non-for-profit. I'm currently in the process of making, um, building um, a safe house. You, if you want to reach me, you can find me on Bent, Not Broken, Inc. Mm-hmm. Org. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Bent. Not broken ink. That org. All merchandise is on the web. My book is on Amazon. My book is called The Rebirth of a Domestic mm-hmm. Violence Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Bent not broken ink. My telephone is listed there. My email is listed there. And just for anyone, just want to call, just want to email, just want to text, just for a little bit of motivation, you know where to find mm-hmm. me. Again, it's Bent, Not Broken, Inc. That mm-hmm. And I want to give a shout out to my behind door team. I have my, let me tell you something. When God get ready to work, he works. Yes, Lord. I never expected my platform to be taken off the way it did. <laughs> um, and it's going places, and I give God thanks. Glory. I give yes, God Lord. thanks for what He's doing. You know what yes, the Lord. devil meant to for arm. God said, No, 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 mm. no. You are going to be the voice of reasoning. And I said, Lord, I'm here. 
I'm available, do whatever. I'm yeah, available. Yeah. It's my time. It's yeah. my season. And I'm most grateful to you to give me this platform to share my story and to let the world know that they have a they have someone who's is advocating on their behalf to let the survivors Amen. know these overcomers that not just me, but also you, Mr. Burke, you're, you're here advocating on, on all of our behalf, and mm-hmm. with the grace of God, we are going to get results. Amen. Praise God. Again, I want to thank you. You guys give her a hand. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much for being here. I hope tonight's show has opened your eyes. If you are listening, if you are in an abusive relationship, the flags, the red flags are there. If you know of someone who is in an abusive relationship, a lot of the times they cannot speak for themselves. They need an advocate. They need someone to speak for them. They need someone to help them. If you can help Please, I beg of you, do not turn a blind eye. If you hear somebody crying out, somebody, help me, help me, help me, please, you can call 911 and remain anonymous. I've done it more than once. That cry that you hear, somebody, help me, help me, if you don't help, that will be the last time you heard that voice. God is allowing us to speak. God is allowing us to hear because I believe this is time for change. God is putting it out there and he's letting you know you are not alone. You don't have to cry. You don't have to hurt. He made you for better than that. He sent Jesus so that you may have life and have life more abundantly. And I pray if you don't know Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, let today be the day that you make the decision to ask the Lord to come into your life. Turn away from that life of sin and make Jesus not just Lord, but your Lord and Savior. And there's nothing out there in the world we already know is nothing but hurt, pain, and degradation. I am your host, author, and speaker, Diane Lubran. You can follow me right here, tpvradionetwork.com. Please give me a thumbs up. Hit the follow button. You can go to Facebook, author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Diane, D-I-A-N, Lubran, L-E-B-R-I-N. Please follow me there. Also, lubranbooks.com. You can go there. You can purchase my books. My books are also on Amazon as well as barnesandnoble.com. I want to thank you guys. Uh, survivors, hold your head up. Remember, you are beautiful. In the words of Les Brown, you have greatness within you. You are the apple of God's eye. God didn't make no junk, baby. You're not junk. You are a daughter of the great king. You are the son of the great king. Until we meet again next Tuesday, God will. I pray that the Lord bless, keep, and protect you. Newton family, as always, I love you guys. I thank you guys for this opportunity. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Good night, everybody. The world ain't right, and you wonder if things will ever get better. And you're asking, why is it always raining on you when all you want is just a little good news? Instead of feeling that stuck out in the weather.
Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. TPV Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.